bring insights and key perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. My name is uh, Pastor Tony Gilmore, and I am your guest today on the show, and I just want to uh, encourage you to continue to support um, Vantage Point through Patreon. And this is just, I'm just excited about this opportunity to share with you the insights that God's given me about this particular subject called failure isn't final. I think for many of us, when we think about failure, we fear it. We don't want to try something new or something different because failure feels like it's inevitable. But I've learned over the course of my life, uh, it's a long life, that failure isn't final. Failure is often the precursor to real success. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, if you would, is this one by Michael Jordan. And I want to read it as he said it. He says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. What a crazy statement. 9,000 shots in his career, missed shots in his career, 26 times being trusted to take the last shot, and he missed. And yet he says his failures or the reason why he's successful. I think Michael Jordan uh, was on to something in that he understood and understands that failure is not final. It is actually necessary for anybody to attain real success. I think what's most amazing about Jordan was this, is that although he missed all those shots, he was willing to take the next one. And I think that's the difference in understanding the fact that failure isn't final. I think failure becomes final when we don't get up again, when we don't take the next shot, when we don't try that relationship again, when we don't try the next business idea. We always sometimes think that because the last thing failed, that this one's going to fail also. And today, as I speak to you, I want to encourage you. I want to stir your faith to understand failure isn't final. It is actually the greatest opportunity for success. Let me pray. Father, let the spirit of wisdom and knowledge flow freely as I speak to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. I know we have people listening from all over. You may be church people. You may not be church people. You may be business people. But either way it goes, whether you're a Christian or non-Christian, these principles are true for whoever lives them out. Because, uh, you know, Thomas Edison, uh, one of my favorite stories is how he had 10,000 different experiments to try and create the light bulb. And somebody would say, Thomas, you failed 10,000 times. But you know what he said? Nah, I just found 10,000 ways that won't work. That's such a powerful mindset because in his head, it's going to work. I just need to stay at it and find the right mechanism, the right mixture, the right whatever that brings success into this moment. And so as we talk about this today, it is really that mindset that, that really leads us out if you're going to turn every failure into a success and not let it be final, is the fact that there is a million ways to skin a cat and I'm going to find one. There are a million ways to come out of this situation. There are a million witty ways or witty inventions or creative ideas. All I need is one.
And if I have the one, I come out of all of this. You know, failure is not really failure unless it's perceived as something that stops you from moving forward. And when I think about failure, I think about that it's an attempt at something that doesn't bring immediate success. And so I want to give you this thought. Failure does not have the power to stick with you unless you see yourself as a failure. See, there is a difference from seeing the idea as a failure, the attempt as a failure, and seeing myself as a failure. When I internalize my failures, what ends up happening is now I no longer have the ability to separate my who from my do. Let me unpack that for a moment. See, my who is my identity, is who I am, is who God's created me to be. I'm created in the image of the Almighty. And since I'm created in God's image and God's likeness, success is mine to have. The challenge is when I allow what I do to impact who I am, now I lose sight of whose I am and I start focusing in on the circumstances of whatever idea or whatever thing that I am attempting. I want to encourage you with this. Jesus didn't come for perfect people. Jesus came for imperfect people who would need saving over and over and over again. And so I have a question for you. At what place did you settle? At what place in your life or your business or your career did you settle in because of that one failure and not move? to the greater successes that God has for you. You are not your last failure. You are an image of the almighty God who is finding their way to the success that God has for you. You are not a failure. You have just failed. And that's one of the keys to understanding the difference between failure that's final and failure that sets you up for success. I want to read this portion of scripture found in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 14. And this is written by the Apostle Paul while he was in a jail cell, which would in most cases seem like the ultimate failure for his desire to preach the gospel and get it out to the world. But he understood that his temporary circumstances don't dictate his overall purpose. So listen to this portion of scripture. He says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past. I fashioned my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointed Jesus Christ. Paul gives us permission to take our failures, throw them behind us, and move forward to the success that God has in store for us. And I got to tell you this, you can't learn from your mistakes if you think you are a mistake. 
because I believe all of our failures are precursors to success. And so here's what I want you to do. I want to give you these three thoughts because I think as we go into 2022, several of us have had ideas that didn't work, things that didn't take off, stuff that we started didn't finish. I mean, honestly, we're a few days into 2022. And for some of us, we've already gone back on our New Year's resolution or already given up on something because of bad news. Or we took that step out into something and we were met with disappointment or frustration. And we're like, okay, I might as well give up and I might as well quit. And we're only a few days in. Nah, I think if you can adopt these three thoughts into your mindset as you pursue whatever goals you have for this year, that not only will you hit those goals, but you'll smash those goals as you move forward. The first thing I think you need to understand about failure is this, don't take it personal. This goes back to a thought that I shared a little while ago when I said, you made a mistake, but you're not a mistake. You may have failed, but you're not a failure. See, when I take it personal, that means I can't separate my failed attempts from my personhood. I can't separate the things that I've done from who I am. And so you got to not take it personal. Don't internalize it. You know, I think in my past, I remember this. So I was going after this, God had placed it on my heart to start a sports ministry. And so as I was starting this sports ministry, I knew it was God. And we were going to put the sports ministry in the schools in St. Louis, where I'm originally from. So I, I do all of this marketing. I reach out to all of these schools, all of these parents. I mean, I'm going, I'm wilding out going everywhere. And as I go, I have my first signing day. And I'm so excited. I have two of my kids there and they're ready to help people sign it with me. They got leaflets in their hand. Oh, we are hyped. It's amazing. And five hours into the day, only three people came through. One mom and her two kids. And I remember the feeling that came over me. I was like, oh my God, I miss God. I blew it. This was horrible. Why did I even think I could do something like this? And I remember calling uh, my wife. And I was like, babe, I miss God. And she's like, no, you didn't. Keep going. And see what had happened in that moment, her words caused me to get up and keep going. But what happened in that moment was that I began to think, how could something like this succeed through me? How could I, you know, there it is, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Yeah, this is me. This is, I knew this wasn't going to work. But because of her words, I took that one day that was a failed attempt at getting kids and I took another look and said, hey, let me see what I can do. Let me try this. Let me step into that. Can I tell you this? That one day of failure, me getting back up would eventually yield over a thousand kids being a part of a sports program in 16 different middle schools. It would result in hundreds of kids and families giving their life to Christ and helping kids go to college. And this is what I learned in that moment. 
I failed in that moment, but I'm not a failure. And since I'm not a failure, I'm going to find a way to make it succeed. I'm going to find a way out. I'm going to find a way through. I'm going to find something. And by the grace of God, I found a way. And it ended up being life-changing. So you can't take it personal. You're not a failure. Your idea just tanked. I mean, accept it. The ideas don't. It's okay. Get back up. Do it all over again. The second thing you've got to remember, and this was important for me, is don't have a pity party. I love the way Joyce Meyer said this. You can be pitiful and you can be powerful, but you can't be both. You have to make a choice that when you fail, whether it be in a relationship, business, whatever, don't don't sit around sulking, beating yourself up, having a pity party. Honestly, God can't work through your pity parties. He works through your faith. And so in that moment where failure has happened, you don't sit around and self-loathe and speak self-defeating words over yourself. You just get up and keep going. Excuse me. <coughs> See, one of the things that I've found is that when I have a pity party, all of my thoughts lean into a cycle of failure. What does that mean? That means now I'm replaying old failures, old mistakes, old ideas, and I'm beginning to create this, this ideology within my mind that I'll never succeed. Because here's the thing, the enemy only wants to play your failures. He's never going to remind you of your successes. And so when you go through a failure or a mistake or whatever, he's got more than enough ammo to throw at you about everything that's wrong with you and everything that's off with you. And here's the challenge. When you agree with those thoughts, you now begin to have what he wants you to have, which is a pity party. God never signs off on your pity parties because God thinks too much of you. He's, you know, when God sees that you've messed up, he's not looking at you and he's like, oh, there they go again. Oh, they've messed up again. Yep. I knew they, I knew they weren't any good. No, you know what God's saying? He's like, that's all right. I see greatness in you. The Bible says in Psalms 46 that God goes to the end of a thing and then backs up and creates the beginning. So here's the thing about God's perspective of you. He sees you in your mess and out of your mess all at the same time. <laughs> oh, I love that. He sees you in your failure and out of your failure, in your mistake and out of your mistake. Because God doesn't just see you from where you are. He sees you from where he's created you to go. And when you mess up or make a mistake or fail at something, he's like, that's all right. That's not who you are. That's not how this story is going to play out. But you've got to agree with what God says about you and how God sees you. And when you do that, now you don't have a pity party. You have a praise party. Because in that moment, you can recognize and see, oh, yeah, this didn't work. This stunk. But God has another way. I may have gotten a no on this side, 
But that no is not rejection, it's redirection. God is redirecting me to the place of success, of fulfillment. And so, no, this failure is not final. It's just delaying the inevitable. I am successful. I am a child of the king, made in God's image, and I am going to be successful. So this failure, now I can do the third thing when I see it the way I'm supposed to see it is I won't miss the lesson. See, failure can be a teacher when you allow it. And a lot of times, because we take it personal, because we have a pity party, we don't get the opportunity to learn what we need to learn from the failures in our life. You know, those of you that maybe have been married and you've gone through a divorce, you know, when you look back, and you stop just blaming the other person and you take a look at yourself, you can learn some things about you that need to be improved. When you had a, a bad business idea or a bad concept for anything that you created, when you can actually have a healthy view of failure and not seeing it as final, but seeing it as a precursor to success, to success you can look at it and you can say, huh, what could we have done better? What could we have done better with this? And so when I allow failure to be the teacher and not my destroyer, now I have the opportunity to learn, to grow, and to develop into the man, the woman that I was created to be. What we don't always understand is that your failures, your missteps, your mistakes, they actually are a part of the ingredients that make you the man and woman that you are. You wouldn't be as humble. You wouldn't be as gracious. You wouldn't know as much. You wouldn't be as wise if it hadn't been for the failed attempts at something that didn't work. So you got to allow it to teach you the lesson. If you miss the lesson, you've now wasted the failure. See, I think that's when failure becomes final, when failure becomes a waste, is when you don't let it teach you the lessons that you need to learn so that you can grow and be where and who God called you to be. You know, I remember uh, years ago, you know, probably I guess at this point, about 20 years ago, and no, I'm not going to tell you how old I am so you can have a picture of where, nope, 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 I'm just going to tell you. It was about 20 years ago. And I'm sitting in uh, the, what? I'm sitting in a therapist's chair and I'm having a conversation. And in that conversation, I feel defeated, demoralized. I feel lost and broken. I, I just felt like my life was over. I had actually hit a point where, you know, my, all my relationships had failed. All of my dreams had fallen and nothing was working. I had actually been at a point where I wanted to commit suicide. At night, I was um, taking Theraflu just to sleep because my mind was working so much. And I remember not even wanting to live. And I was at the point of the end and, and actually contemplated at different times taking my life. 
And I was about to lose my apartment. I had already lost my car. I had already lost everything, the house that I was in, everything. And I was ready to end it. And I sat at this juncture in my life and I was no longer thinking that I just failed. I believed that I was a failure. And I remember six weeks of going through conversations and backing up and looking at where the wheels had fallen off in my life. And I was able to identify all of the failures in my current relationships were due to a failure that I had or perceived as a teenager. See, my mother was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And so my home was very erratic and very unstable. And I had adopted the mindset that if I could be a good son, that my mother would be okay, that her illness would not overtake her. And eventually her illness overtook her and she would end up passing when I was 20 years old. And so for years, I carried the feeling that I was a failure because my mom died, because I felt like if I could have just been better, she would not have gone down the road that she had gone down. And it was sitting in this therapist's chair and walking through all of these things that I began to unpack that there was a place in my past where I saw myself as a failure. And because of identifying myself as a failure, I felt like I was doomed to fail in everything that I attempted and done. And it was sitting in that chair that I got the realization that I didn't fail my mother, that I didn't have the control I thought, and that I was not a failure. And so it was there that I got the epiphany, the revelation that all of the subsequent failures were not final. I was not doomed to failure. I was not doomed to not have great relationships. I was not doomed to not find and fulfill the will of God for my life. I had just made bad choices and I took them personal and I had a pity party and I didn't learn the lessons. And it was at that moment that I got up from that place and began to live differently. And now today, 20 years later, my life is totally different. And it was because of this principle, failure isn't final, that I was able to get up again and live again, one day at a time, one choice at a time, and my life became different. As a matter of fact, I wrote a book called Unstuck, Moving from Failure to Fulfillment. And I wrote this entire book about my process, my path, and the principles that God taught me to get back up again and keep moving. Today, I have an amazing marriage, great kids, a wonderful career, and my life has never felt more fulfilled because I realized my failures weren't final. They were just a part of the story that would make me successful. So today, I don't know who you are or where you're at. Maybe you could be in Ireland or in Europe somewhere, Africa or the United States. The same God 
who raised me up and gave me success in the middle of my darkest time is willing to do it for you. But you've got to get up. You are not a failure. You are not a mistake. You are a divine idea in the mind of God. He created you on purpose, for a purpose. And because of that, you can be successful. I believe the simple fact that you are breathing is evident that God has a purpose and a plan for you bigger than you could ever imagine. But you've got to get up. And you've got to believe that God has called you to be successful in whatever lane he's called you to be in. So listen, if you want help in your path, process, and principles, why don't you pick up my new book, Unstuck, Moving from Failure to Fulfillment. You can find it on Amazon and pick it up and walk through it and learn and grab hope and faith into what God can do for you. Because listen, if he can do it for me, oh my God, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I have no doubt he can do it for you. So today, I just want to thank you for tuning in. Um, I love Nick. I love what he does with his podcast. And it is an honor to have been on and share with you. I just want to pray with you to close this time out. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your people. From the north, the south, the east, and the west, I thank you that you created them for purpose, on purpose. And because of this, God, I know the plans you have for them. They are good to give them a hope and a future and a final outcome. So today, I believe you're giving them the strength and the grace to get back up again, to try again, and to see your hand move on their life again. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. See you soon.